Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And well, what happened today? We had a guest, didn't we? Steve Bajaya came Steve in. Steve Bajaya. He was a nice lad. I'd like to see Prince from That's Life introduce him. Yeah, oh, yeah, he would be good, wouldn't he? Works for me. Yeah, would that would work. Yeah, yeah. Prince from That's Life. Yeah. yeah, not not Prince, the late uh, singing sensation. No, obviously. From Minneapolis. 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 The two well-known Prince uh, impersonators. I do struggle with that word. I do struggle with that with Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I tend to say oh. Minneapolis. Well, that's fair. Enough. It's like Indianapolis and yeah. Minneapolis. Well, you know. Anyway, where's this getting us? Nowhere. <laughs> exactly. Um, a bit like a lot of the chat we had today, yeah. which you're back That's the kind hear. of level of conversation you've got coming up, that. Uh, and, uh, oh, don't touch that dial. Yeah. Steve Bajaya was in. He was good, wasn't he? It was nice <laughs> he to was, see him. Yeah, comedian. Good, good yeah. bloke, yeah. Uh, so here it all is. I did take in the, the game last night because I think Motti's right. Uh, it's always exciting at Dean Court. It's always a good game when Bournemouth well, are involved. You're, you're still, you're, I love you. You're so trad. You're still going Dean Court, aren't you? <laughs> what well, they're not called? Is What's the called? Vitality? Oh, the Vitality. I think it's great. I love it. You're old Bournemouth. <laughs> old so Steve Fletcher would have enjoyed that. If <laughs> That's ridiculous, that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I just thought it was uh, an interesting game. One thing did strike me about last night's game, though, because Palace's goal, as you will have seen, was offside. Yeah. You know, clearly offside Van Arnholt. But it was a great finish. And so we're going to see this next year when VAR does come in. Some really good goals are going to chalked be off. chalked off. Yeah. You know, it's all right if it's a sort of scrappy one that gets chalked off. But when it's actually a really fine finish with his swinger, you know, his wrong foot. Yeah. Then it's, but anyway, it stood. But I think, I think justice was done in the end. It must drive managers mad that with him. Players do that, stick an elbow in the bloke's face like that. What, what was the point? It was dumb, wasn't it? Really? It was a free kick for Bournemouth, though. Uh, Mike Dean, he had the wall go back about 12 yards. I don't know if he was wearing clown shoes when he measured it out, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But uh, I do like the Palace fans. Who's I mean, got the biggest feet amongst all the referees? That's a very think? good question. I, I, mean, who, I know who's someone who knows who's the tallest. If it's not Mike, I mean, Mike Dean hasn't got size 12 feet. Who used to he? be? Oh, Jeff Winter, he was a big lad, wasn't he? Yeah, big, he may have had very small, may have had <laughs> The feet of a small child, <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, he's at six foot three with size five. Yeah, you never know. It can <laughs> it's happen. unlikely. 
Um, but anyway, I, I, look, who's going to know? No one's going to know, are they? Well, but I suppose it's somebody will know. I mean, it could make that fraction the if you're trying. Supply. If you're trying to get it up and over the wall, and you think, "Oh, I'm a bit close," so you need someone coming out in a big pair of clown shoes, <laughs> don't true, you? Really, it's very true. And uh, I do like the Palace fans; they make a good noise. And Ryan Fraser was complaining to Mike Dean about a. I think he got a knee in the groin. It was quite painful. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. And he was sort of complaining that Mike Dean had missed it. And the Palace fans started seeing cry in a minute. He's going to cry in a oh, minute. Right. <laughs> <It was good. laughs> well done to him. Yeah. And uh, the Archbishop is moving on from that game. Oh, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, was he there? The Archbishop of Canterbury? Did he <laughs> pop in? He wasn't actually. Holmesdale, was he? <laughs> Starting all the songs. <laughs> you know, the, funny enough, the Archbishop of York, Dr. John Centamu, is retiring. Yeah. So the fans will no longer be able to <laughs> sing his song, One Man Centamu. That's what Cent- they often sing to him when they sing. <laughs> at least yeah, I'm sparing you singing it. <laughs> when he's in One Man Centamu, that's right. Centamu and Meadow. It yeah, works, actually. It, yeah. It's quite good, really. Good. And uh, Charles Aznavour has died. Uh, you may have seen that. Brilliant singer and, of course, uh, fine age. But my dad... 94, uh, wasn't he? 94. My dad, who died at 97, he loved Charles Aznavour. Did he? And the reason he loved Charles Aznavour, this is a good story, this, was that he intervened in a very heated situation. My father had married a French woman yeah. after he left uh, my mother. Well, after they split up, really. And... Uh, sorry about that. I'll be in touch from beyond the grave. <laughs> probably is, actually. Don't, don't, don't air all the family's dirty <laughs> no, in public, he says. No, no. By so Indian he, spirit guy. Sam. He'd married this. Uh, no, he married, married a French woman, yeah. and uh, and uh, basically they were somewhere in France. In and these blokes started picking on my father and started saying to him uh, and his wife and saying, "Why didn't you marry a, a French guy? Why would you marry an English person?" And Charles Aznavour happened to hear this, wow. and he came over and intervened. Was he he like Chuck he's only, well, he's only five foot three, he the old but he got involved. He put himself between them. You really? Know? So oh, he yeah. stood up for your dad and yeah. said, she can marry who she likes. That's right. So, he, you know, so he was very good about it. So, so there he's I didn't know he was an enforcer. I just thought he was <laughs> I never a, knew that he too. Was a singer. <laughs> Me too. Bring your mates and bring your dinner. <laughs> very much so, Whatever yeah. that is in French. <laughs> and uh, I spoke to the producer, our normal producer, John Cadigan. He's not very well at the moment. No, he's, good. He's, got the, uh, he's got the neurovirus. So he should be back tomorrow. I, we, I'd actually want him to come back until he's fully no, non-infectious, it. really. It's a very infectious thing. Yeah, and, of course, involves a lot of hurling. And I said to is him... It, what, is it the, not the GAA? Other, <laughs> exactly. Not that type of hurling. <laughs> and I said to him, I think that's the last thing you want to do, is it? Go out there with that stick on that massive field when you're throwing up all the time. I said to him, do you sound like rugby league man when you're throwing up? So it struck me that he, he would. And uh, he says he does. He sounds like rugby league referee. I imagine it's more... <laughs> <laughs> he said it's more like he that. said he was thinking of doing a roundup of the Milan Fashion Week while throwing up. God, yeah. Well, I'm sure if you're enjoying your lunch, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, wish him better, and I think he'll be back tomorrow okay. with a bit of luck. Mm. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it, Sanchez now saying that he should have chosen City. And we did say it at the time, but greed got the better of him. He, he decided he he'd prefer 500 grand a week to whatever City were offering. 499. Probably, probably yeah. yeah. So there's no good whinging now. It's your fault. You had the chance to go there. Yeah, that's you why know. he didn't get the job of his agent, I'm, I'm guessing, Andy. Yeah. You didn't soft-soak him. Yeah, I didn't. The agent that tells it like it is. Well, look, you went there, mate. Yeah. You went there. It's his fault. It well, is. No, the, the, the life of an agent. I've told you, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on air. I know of a player that was desperate to join another club and was always hoping to join a club in Scotland and never got the chance to do it because they really didn't have a place in the squad. And he thought mm. his chance was going to come. But in the end, he, he came to Tottenham instead. Uh, and he came to Spurs. And um, I, I was told this by the agent. Um, came to Spurs, held up the shirt, had the pictures, signed the contract. Did everything. Mm. And then the following day, 
the Scottish club he wanted to join sold a player and he would have fitted right in there. It was a and uh, wow. he went to his agent and said, "Can you get me out of this?" <laughs> he should have well, done. Not a, really. He should have done a William. He got out of it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's another story. Um, but uh, but this particular one was he'd signed the contract. Well, so had William. But he'd signed the contract <laughs> and he was in the team sheet for the following. He was in the squad for the following really? day. And he's on the coach with his new teammates. It's the same sort of camaraderie we've seen in the USA Ryder Cup squad. Oh, no. Saying to the agent, can you get me out? Well, I can't really get you out of it. A, when you've signed the contract. B, when you're in the squad. You're all over the papers holding their scarf in the air. I think that makes it quite... So the lot of the agents... Did he have a long on, and successful career at Tottenham? Uh, no. No. Uh, on on two that. counts, uh, yeah. as you can imagine. Yes. Well, that's not surprising, really. No. Well, there we go. So there we are. That's there. So you know, it's not, it's not all gravy for the agent. It's not all Mino Riley in a pair of ill-fitting tracksuit bottoms uh, getting a check from Old Trafford for seventy-five million quid. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The David Beckham backlash continues. Honestly, I, I think it has to be one of the daftest decisions anyone in public life's ever made. What he did last week, mm. you know, because every article now since mentions it. So, for example, David Beckham tries to d- dodge the backlash for dodging a speeding fine by visiting a French vineyard with famous friends. So that's going to get a mention. Every time they mention him, that's going to get a mention in, yeah. in the next year. You know? But he has an army of PR people still, yeah, I would imagine. He has, he, has, him, you know? he has a kind of risk assessor amongst all that. I'm sure someone would have said, yeah. OK, this is the case, but have you thought about this aspect of it? They must have thought this through, and they obviously think they can ride it out. So, and it won't make that no. big a difference, because otherwise... They wouldn't have done it, would they? He was with his friend Gordon Ramsay, who's yeah. in a new TV show that sounds absolutely terrible. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> well, pro- well Gordon- I think he's coming in tomorrow to promote it <laughs> so you can not. tell him yourself. Gordon, Gino, <laughs> and Fred road trip. Basically, him, Fred, Syria, and Gino Campo go basically camping in a camper van. <laughs> sounds great, doesn't it? Gino de Camper van. <laughs> Gino de Camper. People in telly are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. What Let's a, get Gordon together what a great... with Gino and your man off of, uh, yeah, what's it called, Dayton. First Dates. I like him, he's good. Uh, but... Old Fred, let's get Syria, as they say, as uh, Jermaine Jackson once said. <laughs> and we'll all get him in a camper van, the Gino de Camper van. They'll go around, they'll cook. And what else will they do? Well, they'll chat to people <laughs> and they'll cook <laughs> and they'll meet people and they'll cook. It's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, a green light comes up in the corner of the office. <laughs> I've, I've also worked out Rita Ora's full-time plan, how she goes about getting publicity. And she's very clever. You've got to hand it to her. Yeah. So, for example, yesterday she decided to uh, visit David Beckham's new pub, so he only bought it last week. So she's they're still doing the refit, aren't they? <laughs> she she, thinks, maybe she's there to do so the she wiring. She thinks to herself, I don't know, if I, if I fancy a drink, where shall I go? Shall I go to the pub? No, I'll go to the one that's going to... I didn't know, you know David Beckham had bought a pub. Oh, yeah, where, with Guy Ritchie. Where is it? Uh, it's in Holland Park. In oh, okay. London's fashionable Holland Park. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's not so... a flat roof pub on a council estate, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, if they really want to test it, that's your TV format. <laughs> Guy Ritchie, he loves it. You know, he, he loves all these yeah. stories with Brit Top. Yeah. But what's it like when they're actually coming to his Could pub be good. trying to liberate the fruit machine? Wouldn't be quite as interesting <laughs> then, would he? No, he wouldn't. And uh, she also has been uh, working with Marshmallow, mm. a mysterious producer, apparently. No, me neither. Don't know who he is. Oh well, no, you're not, and you're not Marshmallow's target audience. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Marshmallow's going to lose any sleep tonight. <laughs> he might. Yeah. <laughs>
Good afternoon, Marshmallow, if you're listening. Morning, Marshmallow. Morning, Marshmallow. <laughs> Morning, Marshmallow. <laughs> Fans of Fisherman's Blues. Yeah. Now, everything that's wrong with uh, life <laughs> comes down well, to this a, new app. Uh, no, this new cookery kit. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, a I'm big sorry. difference between the two. No, it's, it's basically a cookery kit, yeah. pasta kit that's designed, I haven't mentioned it, but the, the details have come out now, designed only to be on Instagram. So basically you, you do it and then it, it's it's sort of like... I'm getting confused now. It's a cookery kit. What do you mean by it's that? It's a cookery kit. Uh, you basically get all the ingredients. Yeah. You make it follow the instructions but it has a sort of look about it so that, and it comes with an artisan spoon that you can purposely it's all about curating your own life so you basically take a photo of it and then people who follow you on instagram would ever think oh, they know how to cook so do you then eat it or do you sort of shovel it in the dog's <laughs> you bowl probably put it straight in the bin I is don't it edible <laughs> of course it's edible but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it is incredible really it's it, it it's basically comes from a gorgeous instagram inspired grocery shop well, that, there's some. There's so it some... comes. It comes out about you know just putting photos of what you eat online. Is basically. Well, you, Andy, you it. take a lot of photos of your food, so I don't quite see what you're getting at. Well, I don't really. I don't now. Well, you used, used to. Why did you stop doing it? Because then? I thought it was ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, I actually, I've got to be honest. I thought it was ridiculous at the time. I thought it was ridiculous myself. So yeah, okay. I thought to myself, why am I doing this? So Grow up. You probably thought to yourself. Well, I did. I thought, you know, basically, I don't want people thinking my life's perfect. <laughs> well, well, I can tell him it isn't. It's yeah, isn't. I have, nor's mine. I have to work with you every day. The uh, now yes. they they reckon there's on this new on the new iPhones they brought out the the kind of selfie filter makes you look about sort of ten years younger. And people are complaining. What's the point? What are they complaining about? There's no point. It's the same thing as us. There's no point taking a photograph of something you've made if you haven't actually made it. Do you know what I mean? You didn't actually plan it and buy the food and everything. There's no point, is there? <laughs> you've got nothing else to worry about. Have you, oh, really? Giles Coram was good, though. He was writing out, I do enjoy his column. Yeah. He was writing about the fact that he was. This was in the Times, yeah? In the Times. He was judging the Chance to Dine cookery competition at Lord's last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Wokes, he made a bruschetta who uh, he dismissed as a feeble attempt on uh, toast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> James Taylor, he he also didn't do too well. Uh, jerk chicken though from the legendary West Indies opener Gordon Greenwich, he enjoyed. Yeah, uh, but the he decided the veg, vegetarian biryani by Monty Panesar, who'd been on MasterChef. Oh yeah, yeah, was the best thing. But Mark Nicholas said that uh, he came up to him and had a word in his ear and said. Gordon is not only a cricketing legend, but a very proud man, a rather sensitive man. And apparently it turned out that the chefs at Lord's didn't marinate his chicken overnight as instructed. So he had to reconsider his position and gave Gordon the prize. (laughs) (laughs) So they thought Gordon could take it. He wouldn't take it as well as Monty did coming second. Yeah, basically. A bit tough on Monty, though, isn't it? A bit unlucky, I think. It's interesting the way he's written the piece, though. He's basically said, I gave it to Gordon, but I didn't think his was the best. (laughs) That can't make Gordon... That makes if it Gordon's no reading sensitive. this, he won't be happy He'll about it. He'll be gutted, won't he? No, he will be. Yeah. Now, um, anything else? Yes, Henrik Mikatarian. Yeah. This is a more serious point, really. No, I saw this story. Yeah. yeah. I, I think UEFA really are so weak. Do you, I'm not sure a game should take place. A team should be in a competition if the safety of another team's player can't be guaranteed. Mm. I think you have to start looking at it and saying, well, look, hang on a minute. I'm not sure you should be in this competition. But of course, UEFA are so weak, they won't do anything about it. So Mkhitaryan basically is staying home. Yes, that's right. Yeah, for, for people who haven't been following that, uh, there's uh, an issue, of course, um, between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And Armenian citizens can't travel to Azerbaijan at the moment. They're playing Carabag, so 
uh, he can't go. As you said, they could have complained and they could have made a stance, but they've decided... No, they're just going to play. To leave uh, him we're looking, it's, it's the celebrations for this morning, and uh, it's all Gok. He's got a new thing now, Gok Wan. His hair's gone a bit like former Chelsea striker Tommy Langley. Has he really? It's all forward now. It's always a thing you do when it's starting to go a bit. Oh, OK, fair. Maybe he'll have a transplant like David Beckham. That's if David Beckham has had a transplant. We don't well, quite know, do well, we? Some people think yeah. he definitely has. I have no idea. I'm a, I'm a bit... Yeah, that, that team news from Spurs today is a bit uh, upsetting when it's such a huge year. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Barcelona. I'm kind of with uh, Pochettino. He was saying, look, mm. he said, because they were asking him the press, how do you set up to play against Messi? And he said, well, you can't really. No. He said, you know, all, all I've said to my players is, look, you're never going to get many opportunities to play about against one of the best players in the history of the game. So just go out and enjoy it. I think Maybe that's, that's the way we'll right. approach it. I think yeah. I, I've got... I've got a good feeling for Spurs Dis- tomorrow. Despite, despite I mean, all the injuries. No Ericsson and no, no Vertonghen. I, They're just, huge think, I just think that, I've, I told you, I've, I wasn't impressed with Barcelona last year and I'm not impressed with them this year. They have got, you know, they have got Messi, of course, who can always score a goal at any point. And yeah, any they're a bit of a wounded place. animal at the moment. I mean, you, yeah. and you did make the point that they are concentrating on the Champions League. They're going to throw no, we'll all their see. eggs in that we'll basket. S- we'll, we shall see. But the intensity, Spurs play at the right intensity. I think they'll, uh, they'll get a result. We shall see. Before that, don't forget, we bring you um, Hoffenheim versus Manchester City uh, uh, this evening. And uh, hearing a little bit about Hoffenheim, they're pretty high-tech, their training ground. Have you seen any of this footage? It's, um, they've got this huge, on the main training pitch uh, where they train every day, this huge kind of cinema-sized big screen mm. that they can follow their training on. They can break the train. It's all being filmed. And, and, and the coach can immediately say, well, go back and look at, you were doing this today, you were doing that today, you need to be in these positions. And so they can do it, but apparently the players do commandeer it now and again and play FIFA on it. <laughs> but it's right by the, it's, it's kind of right on the side, on the yeah. pitch side, mm. on the training field. Very impressive. It's all gone very high tech. It is, yeah. And uh, the latest thing in training, though, is, you know, for years we've heard high intensity interval training, HIT. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're all aware of this. Mm. And uh, But no, today is an article, forget high intensity interval training of course more and more people are realising that easy going thoughtful exercise can have surprising benefits you, you give up though you just yeah. don't know what to do really. don't do the high intensity so what, what are they suggesting you do instead Andy well slow exercise so for example don't do a lot of bicep curls but do like a very slow one and really concentrate on it oh okay like a mindfulness <laughs> mindfulness meets exercise is that what it is that's all right yeah nice one yeah. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Making a welcome return to the studio is a comedian and Manchester United fan, Steve Bajay. Good afternoon, Steve. Afternoon, guys. How you doing? Yeah, yeah pretty good, good thank you. You are um, having a few nights at the Soho Theatre in London, aren't I you? I am. Five more nights. Did the first one last night. Excellent. 10pm, prime time. <laughs> good, yeah. It's a bit late, isn't it? It's 10 a bit 10pm Monday late. night, yeah. 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 <laughs> the trouble is, that the, are the audience a bit ailed up by the time you go on? Um, it's the... a mixture of drunk people and tired people. That's a magic combination for comedy. Is it different? I mean, I'd imagine that if you do Friday night at 10 o'clock, yeah. it's different from a Monday night. Oh, at 10 big o'clock. time. Yeah, you know, actually, they were really nice last night. They were lovely. But, uh, you know, we're all just thinking we'd rather be in bed. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. I'm not a big, I don't like staying up late. I'm not into it. So, What's the optimum time to go on then, would you say? I'd say half past eight. Enough time for the food to digest. Okay. And uh, not enough time for the alcohol to really take hit. Okay. But no, ten, it's fine. I'm, I'm playing it down. It's lovely. It's a good time. Yeah. Spot. I'm very grateful. So <laughs> is it, thank is you it, very much. Is it 10 all week? It's 10 all week. And, yeah. and you're right. On Friday and Saturday, that, that's, that actually is prime time because people sort of wander around Soho hmm. and, uh, and come in. But, do you, uh, yeah. do you attract hecklers? I mean... Well, no. In, in all honesty, I don't get heckled very much good. because cause I'm quite low status on stage. I think they, f- for someone to heckle me, that you know, I'm already the loser. Like, you know what I mean? Like on stage, I'm telling it's, everyone it's I'm a more loser. bullying than heckling, exactly. Is it? So the whole audience are like, leave him alone. He's, yeah. he's trying his best. Don't. Like, there's no one to beat. You know what I mean? Like, normally hecklers want to be the the alpha, but I've already acknowledged that they are the alpha, so it's fine. The, the show's called Almost. Tell us a bit about it. Oh, the show, yeah. Um, it's all about the worst plane journey I've ever had. I went, I came back from Japan and uh, I was trapped uh, for 13 hours next to a woman who was talking to me. Uh, just a stranger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The worst case scenario. Oh, dear. So she was chatting to me. And then also on top of that, uh, I got a text from my girlfriend uh, saying that when, when I got back to the UK, I need, we needed to have a talk. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, talk isn't good, is it? <laughs> so I had this 13 hours of going around in my head about this talk and what was going to happen and... You know, just contemplating whether, you know, whether you, you know, I was thinking a lot about whether you can find the one, you know, like, you know, that idea of people, people finding the one. Do you, yeah. believe, do you believe in the one? The one. Oh, yeah, yeah like, of course. Yeah. Do you actually? Yeah. You, but you're well, a married they, man. You have well, to say well, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think there is the one. I mean, there, there might be another one. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> another one. one in the wings. Have you got another one on the go, Andy? I haven't got another one in the go. Oh, okay. a horrible time to reveal it. No, yeah, yeah. the I one just... that lives there and the one that lives around the corner. You know what I'm jealous 16. of? Because yeah. now we have so much choice, don't we? Like, uh, mm. you know, there's, there's Tinder, there's all the apps and stuff. There's so many people out there. Whereas yeah. I wish I was in my grandparents' generation where they just had no choice, where they just basically had to marry the person, marry the first person they met who wasn't their family. That was pretty much the... They just walked out of the house. Need, are we, are we cousins? No? You need Great. an arranged marriage. I would love that. That would take a lot of the hassle out of it. Yeah. 
So the, the woman who spoke for th- options. Th- well, I, I, I don't know. We can we can talk about it. Depends on the dowry. <laughs> yeah. the, um, we've we've got sons. Though. Not there's anything wrong with that. No. So Ian Dowry. Ian Dowry. We'll get him on. Yeah, we'll get him. Imagine much. that if he actually yeah he, he was used as a kind of mate weight in a marriage. <laughs> Ian Dowry. That'd be fantastic. Be very technical. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be an like, expert in saving marriages from uh, going going bust. I'd, I'd love the idea of that. So um, yes, yeah, so the woman on the flight. Then we don't want to give too much away in this show, no. but. Um, um, was, was she? Was there any? She, was, chance? Yeah. she was drunk and talkative, which I think is a Ooh, bad combination. A combination. For her. And she just shouldn't. Have was she Japanese to me. or no? She was. She was Australian, actually. Oh, which okay. is the worst, isn't it? That's the worst <laughs> one. And, uh, <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> she. Uh, she was just very loud, and she. The problem is, you shouldn't talk to a stranger on a plane because in normal life, if you yeah. get talking to a stranger and you get bored, you can be like. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 right. Do just excuse pop me. Off, yeah. and you can leave. But on a plane, you have to go, Captain. oh, sorry, do excuse yes, me. And then just Captain. face forward for 13 hours. So <laughs> I had to ask you. You can pretend to watch a film. And yeah, you can put your headphones on. I must yeah, get some she sleep. Kept or... interrupting, going, oh, what are you watching? Oh, like that. oh, oh wow. Awful. Blimey. Well, you should, I mean, yeah. That, that's... We're now dating now. Lovely girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she could be the one. I said there's a line here about why are Japanese toilets so much better than ours? Oh, yeah. And they, the, the thing about the Japanese toilet is it's an incredibly complicated, yeah. computerized thing, isn't it? it does amazing. a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I touched on this in my show. They're, well, they've got heated loo seats. That's the first thing. That's incredible. Yeah. And I didn't know I wanted a hot bum when I was, but I do, it turns out. <laughs> and also, it's so much better. It's not like here when you sit down and it's warm and you're like, oh, no, someone's been here. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's that. not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, Japan, it's like a comfortable warm. It's like a yeah. good warm. It's a different warm. Can you buy your Japanese toilets here? Does somebody well, import them, Andy? My uh, Japanese daughter, um, daughter-in-law uh, oh, yeah. actually did import a toilet for their new house from Japan. Blimey. So they have Very got expensive, one of the, I think. I looked yeah. at them. They've got one of those Japanese toilets. But then you've got to find, like, your plumber. You've got to find your local plumber who's used to plumber. <laughs> Otherwise, you've got water spray. You've got to get a Japanese gap, plumber to do the Japanese toilet. You've got to get toilet. a Japanese plumber. I don't know if they brought in a Japanese plumber. It's I wonder what Japanese plumber. They're just like our plumbers. They probably have three sugars. Oh, my, son, my son will hear this on the podcast and he'll let me know. Cup so of tea. I'll, I'll yeah, come back three sugars. It's green tea. I'm a plumber. I want three sugars in any kind of tea. Not green tea. Where's your biscuit? You can't have biscuit in a green tea. Not biscuit. You can't have a biscuit in a green tea. Well, you can have a biscuit in a bit um, let's, let's return to the subject of football, Steve. You're a Manchester United fan. We were chatting Just off there about, there about uh, Joe's. How are you viewing all the mayhem at the moment around your club? Oh, it's not good, is it? It's it's really difficult to watch. I thought uh, about 10 days ago we'd sort of turned a corner when we won the all those away matches in a row, I think three, three. on the bounce. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, okay, we've steadied the ship. You know, we're not in the papers as much now. He can sort of get on, get his head down. And then suddenly... Derby, Wolves, and then the weekend of West Ham just all came crumbling down. So I think it probably is the end now. I think it, I don't know, he's not going to go soon. It's going to be a long, drawn-out saga. Well, it's going to cost 15 million quid to say goodbye. Not that would particularly bother Manchester United, but you know, Jason Burt writing in the Telegraph today. The headline I'd is love 15 million quid to say goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, it's great being a football manager. He honestly. could get so many Japanese toilets with that. Well, yeah, look at that, and he can bring, he can bring the plumbers over, couldn't he? First <laughs> yeah. half, uh, manager has to go. Uh, has to make it work at Old Trafford says Jason he has nowhere else to go and we touched on this yesterday didn't we Mamata you do wonder if this doesn't work out whether it's it's really damaged yeah. Jose in terms of top level jobs I mean you don't sense you look at he's been he's been in many of them the ones he hasn't someone like PSG they'd think 
Do we want this same three-year pattern? Yeah, well, to, this is it. To play I, itself out. Again? I never believed in this three-year syndrome thing. I thought it's just you know the evidence is, is a bit patchy, but actually it's just it's it's happening, isn't it? Like he, yeah. he, he can't handle a third season. He needs to just he needs to only sign two-year contracts. That's what he needs to I do. I think there were signs last year. You know, the digging out of players like Luke Shaw and all that wasn't a good thing. Well, and they, but Luke Shaw's and they responded, weren't great. They? Luke Shaw's actually now our best player, probably. Yes. So I actually think that was quite good man management. Uh, but so, some I, players can do that. Others. Uh, don't uh, you do sense? Yeah, don't you? some players can rally and they can look at the positives of that and say, "I'll show and you." But others just Sanchez fold. is the one that I mean, that's a real five hundred grand a week. It's a lot of money. He's for, doing absolutely nothing. He's doing nothing. And, but I read earlier that he's not on speaking terms with Valencia, the captain, and obviously Pogba is well documented. Dug out Marshall uh, at the weekend. Yeah, so he never defends. You know? And he's, he, he dug out Jones and Baye the week before. Yeah, and then I'm sure they're. They're nice lads. It you doesn't know. help. Though. It doesn't make the you, you know you, you just equate it to normal work. You know work situation. If boss coming in telling you you're no good or telling people publicly yeah. you're no good, it's not going to give you much confidence. Is I it? mean, no. you know, there was a time you'd look at a team and say they don't look like they're playing for him anymore. They're not putting the yards in. But of course now they all wear those little techie sports bras. Uh, we can <laughs> see. We can see for sure, can't we? I mean, because mm. uh, the stats today uh, only Cardiff have covered less ground than Manchester United in the Premier League. This season, which is pretty I mean, that's not good, fourth is it? bottom of the spring. Well, it is damning when you think that teams like City and Liverpool and the way Chelsea are playing Spurs to an extent and Arsenal yeah. are under Emery. A sort of you know that's whole thing's all pass and move and triangles, and you've got to sort of you have got to work really hard, otherwise you yeah. you, you can't play the ball at high. We have run, we, sorry, Steve. We have run out of time. Right, I'm afraid we do have to. We, we, we wish you well with the shows. Thanks for having me. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. Uh, from one where I believe mm. Pele's coming in. No, he's not. He's With Rita Ora. With Rita Ora, yeah. I know you're a big fan. And you always get her into your stories. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, I think Andy's just been told who is coming in tomorrow. I don't I can't. Well, Come I'll on, any, uh, the let the producer tell you again. This is live. Ryan Sidebottom. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Jeremy Thompson. Oh, I oh know yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're before, all coming yeah. in. Marvellous. Yeah. Okay, well, there we are. That's uh, breaking news. Uh, we'll see you then. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.